You tuned into the Bellion Podcast for the week of August 2nd, 2020. This is episode Outdoors 161. It's awesome. Yes, it is. And from that city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 98226, as per usual, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, it's the Quarantine Chronicles Volume 11, if you're keeping score. We're, AJ and I are working remotely from home. However, we're meeting at a safe distance in the outdoors in the semi-forced bathing zone of Barkley District in Bellingham, Washington. Oh my goodness, you're listening to the Bellingham Podcast. Happy belated birthday, Chris. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Another year older and uh, not as much in debt as, as it turns out. Good, uh, how good. about yourself, AJ? Uh, not bad. I've missed you. I've missed being on the mic with you. And uh, uh, where are we at, Chris? We are in your darn backyard. <laughs> the, the, the Casa de Barce in parts unknown. Uh, geolocate this if you can. Try if you will. We won't give up his home address. No, it's a beautiful zone. Uh, it's a, it is 73 degrees Fahrenheit, about 23 degrees Celsius for the rest of the world playing at home. Uh, slight breeze in the air, birds tweeting in the distance, a little bit of a lawnmower uh, hearkening in the in, in the yonder. Yeah, I should be able to clip that out. I think we. Well, no, it's the freaking ambient noise. Let's <laughs> let, let's get let's get on with stuff. What is going on in the PNW work from home era? Okay, so let's let's just jump into. Uh, we've been off the mic for two weeks, Chris. We had we, a station break last yeah. week for uh, you know just a quick little heads up. You had some work, yeah. and I had some work, and uh, but now this is our good kind of work. We work and work all day, but lucky for us, this podcast is our, our play. play. Yeah. Yep. So uh, kind of catching up from our our previous episode. Uh, so first and foremost, one, um, if you've been watching any headlines, COVID is spiking in the United States as well as here in in the good state of Washington. Would we call this a wave two or the second wave? Oh, I ain't going to do buzzwords, Chris. I'm just going to say that the, our numbers are going in the, the incorrection direction. Yeah. Uh, and Sup Jay Inslee, our, our governor, has uh, already put out in place like a, a pause on a lot of the, the whatever phases that we are on and such. And oh, by the way, Governor Inslee, if you'd like to uh, join us on the Bellingham <laughs> podcast, open invitation. We we don't have to necessarily talk about COVID. We could talk about uh, what kind of masks you like, as we'll talk, be talking about in uh, later on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. And Jay, I know you're listening. So, uh, yeah. So one thing I want to just chime in, and it doesn't matter uh, how you vote or how you pray or anything like that. I just want to point out, look, get a mask. I don't care what it is at Preach. this point. Okay? Like, it doesn't matter. This is one of those things where we're in this together, and if we are going to try to do any type of movement in the right direction, wear a mask if you're going to be out. Look, we still have the ability to go out. We don't want to go backwards. I especially don't. So that's my two cents from the Bellingham podcast. And we also have people, our fellow citizens, our fellow brothers and sisters and whomever around us that have to be out that may have not as healthy a system, a body as us. Now, if are you going to be driving 70 miles an hour in a residential zone to get to your driveway? Of course not. There may be kiddos on their bike, a little oblivious. We care about those around us. Yep. Wear a friggin' mask for those around you, not for yourself, because nope. you're a healthy person. Only healthy people listen to the Bellingham podcast, right? <laughs> <Nope>. No. No. Uh, <laughs> 
but wear a friggin' mask. Yes. Yeah, am I going to get bleep for this? No, friggin' is fine. Friggin's fine. Friggin's fine. Friggin'. All right. So wear a mask. Have we said this already? All right. I yes. think we made our point. Yep. And you're welcome, Jay. Yeah. So, no, I just want to throw that out. And also, along those same lines, um, a lot of things are changing and changing fast. And in the local beat, we do want to point out that schools are, I mean, you, you and I are both dads. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still waiting for a lot of details. However, the breaking news uh, as of yesterday at the time of this recording is that Western Washington University has now announced that uh, they will be online in the fall um, for the vast majority. There's a few things that they're going to be yeah. holding on campus, um, performing arts-related courses, and I believe science courses. Sure, why not? So, But, I mean, following the lead of so many other higher ed institutions around the country, it's not like this is... This you know, isn't, no. But, I mean, finally, the call had been made. Yeah, so, so and along these lines... It's another time to adjust. Yep. Okay, we're used to that now. After what four months, five months of this uh, season, yes. let's 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 talk about something happier. Okay, so happier. Um, so previously on the Bellingham podcast, I may have gone off a little bit off the rails, like we just did that just then <laughs> about the masks thing. Yes. And yes, as a dad with a little, I made a little bit of a debate maybe about the whole masks for littles and some people reached out and some people pointed out some things and uh thank you for all of that and yes i know about the diy thing my my wife actually made a diy mask for my son now with that said i'm going to go on the mic and say hello buff company hi buff company so previously on the show i mentioned that i like wearing a buff typically because i'm an outdoors person and usually i've got one around my neck anyway it's you know not a covid specific mask but it is a cloth covering Buff must be listening to the show because at the time of this recording, they have now masks with filters um, that are designed so that there's like a strap that goes around the neck and also one across the top. And they made it for juniors. Of course they did, because they know what's good for them. So I want to, there's a link in the show notes. For the love of Wahoo McDaniel, drink. We're going to get back to that in a second, Chris. But <laughs> um, but I just want to point out that Buff Junior, uh, and also they have a, adult versions as well, if you've been looking for something that doesn't go around the ears. And Buff, thanks for listening to the Bellingham Podcast, if you listen. Absolutely. Uh, continued success. And uh, we, we're happy because you know we enjoy your products. Yes. And uh, even though you're not sending us any cashola. Yeah, not. Uh, no worries about that. We're going to publicize it because we yeah, friggin' so it, like it. You're going to use the friggin' this episode. This is the friggin' cro- cro- I've got, I'm, I got, I'm on simmer right now. I got you. I yeah. got you. I don't want to turn up to high uh, on my uh, on my thermostat. No, but anyway, no. We'll keep it on simmer for a while. I like simmer. Simmer, yes. simmer down. Uh, the last one is actually listener and friend of the show. Uh, he's on Instagram as at Rising Sun Sailor. Uh, Danny, he actually shot me a uh, another related mask. Uh, really af- affordable. I can't remember how much they are. I mean, like we're talking like under 15 bucks. But they are a Northwest adjacent uh, company based out of Portland, Oregon since 1932 Starks Vacuums. Starks Vacuums. Yeah, so they're an independent company. I, I looked into them very briefly before the show and basically they're just a, they're, they're a vacuum uh, independent company service uh, vacuum store. They make masks. Of course they do. And uh, anyway, uh, Danny pointed it out to me because anybody who might be uh, in uniform for their job, uh, there's like zero branding on this thing. They're flat colors um so you might be able to use it uh if you are in a uniformed setting i want to go back to something you just said chris i don't know how many episodes every time i say if the link is in the show notes and then you go and say for the love of whatever 
what the heck is up with that? And, <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I'm even going to say this on behalf of the handful of people. It's just like they, I get, I get, because you're not on social as much as I am, but I get the little snickers of like, hey, that was a funny reference by Chris. What's up with the references for all of us who aren't in the 80s uh, referencing sphere like uh, yourself or that weed whacker? So I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear ad nauseum, which is Latin for a whole heck of a lot or a friggin' lot of these podcast hosts or those who think that they're hosts uh, say, we've got a link to this in our show notes. We got a link to this in our show notes. And they, it's like, all right, I get the point. You got a link in the show notes. Well, it's a, it's a podcast host drinking game. Sure. Well, it's like for the love of, you know, whatever, uh, for the love of fill in the blank drink, I used to watch 80s pro wrestling on TV Wait, growing what? up. Really? Yeah. You've heard this before. I listened to <laughs> 80s hard rock bands by the uh, you know that back the in the day. One. And so I want to throw you a little bit of an Easter egg. And if you're familiar with someone by the name of Wahoo McDaniel, yeah. the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, Nature Boy Ric Flair, the Total Package Lex Luger, yeah. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express with his almighty Jim Cornette, all of these <laughs> wonderful 80s pro wrestlers, I'm going to give a shout out because you know what? The modern era of pro wrestling is atrocious. Yeah. And I want to harken back to the days of my ute. Yes. And throw it in because it's our voice. It's my voice. And I choose to uh, publicize 80s hard rock guitarists and 80s pro wrestlers. As well as uh, at least 90s series Weed Whackers. Uh, if there you go. That I think that one was the old, uh, you know, the, the blade style as opposed to the whip style. So consider this passing the hat because I'm going to take that up and this is off the script. So the next show that we start, I've got references of my ute that I you've inspired me. So okay. I'm going to pass the hat on this one. I'm the reason for the next episode. I am the inspiration. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. So yeah, along those same lines, you've, you've inspired me to kind of run with that for our show. All right. Well, around around the this area, you know, sometimes we get out around in Bellingham, this, yeah. the county seat of Whatcom County, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm? There are other cities in Whatcom County, in case you didn't know. Wait, one of, what? Yeah. One of them is Blaine, that border town hmm? uh, by the Canadian border, which is at this time of this recording still closed uh, for non-essential travel. The Blaine waterfront is a really wonderful area on Peace Portal Way. We'll talk about it one place in particular later on, but uh, last week during our little bit of a station break, my beautiful wife and I had the opportunity to just take a stroll. Let's go up to Blaine and go to the Blaine Harbor. Uh, you take the exit before you, there's the no uh, point of no return for the border. And uh, you go to Peace Portal Drive, and oh, by the way, there's a wonderful playground with some seafaring-themed uh, equipment for the kiddos to go around. It is not taped up. Oh, cool. For both times that we were there in the this past week, uh, it was well uh, abused by the kiddos. Great walking trail. You can kind of look out at the distance at the Peace Arch. You know, uh, hey, Instagram this, boys and girls. Uh, it's a really great location, plenty of parking. Just make sure you don't park in something that's like the dedicated spot where you'll get lit up with a ticket. Um, and check out some of the cool shops that are around. Blaine's kind of investing a little bit. There's a Starbucks there. Yeah, there is. Uh, should you need a cuppa. Uh, and a lot of other places to go to. So uh, I thought that would be a really cool place to uh, check yeah. out. No, actually, I'll even jump in and say if uh, there's a there's an antique store, and I, I don't remember the proprietor's name or the name of the shop, but uh, 
uh, he did me a solid. Uh, we, my my kiddo was there once, and he had a whole bunch of coins, and uh, he made a squished penny for for my kid. So I'll give a shout out to the 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 quirky antique shop guy up oh, there. But one thing I got to take away from Blaine, yeah. and the Blaine Harbor, they don't have the signal for one hundred two point three FM KMRE. <sighs> That's because they're streaming worldwide on Camarie.org. In Blaine and uh, everywhere else, else around the world. The world. Yeah. That's right. So as we go to our next little segment, uh, th- not breaking news per se, no. but this just in. Yes. Da, 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 da. For me, it's more like this just out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a bit during our time uh, since the last episode 160, uh, I had a bit of a purge. How did you Marie Kondo? Uh, <laughs> not quite. I still have stuff. <laughs> but I got rid of some stuff on the bay. And uh, the, the, the folks at the... Orleans Street Post Office in Bellingham know me well. Yes. Uh, strange thing. You might have some horror stories about having to wait in line in the post office. Guess what? Pro tip. If you go at 10 to 10.30 a.m., you won't have a line. Oh, you just blew it. Now everybody's going to be there. And you might see a familiar voice uh, <laughs> in line uh, selling packages. Anyway, I've got rid of a lot of stuff, but AJ, you got something in particular. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got two things. One is uh, my Baltic Aquascraft bronze came back to me, which uh, a few in the watch fam knew about. And I uh, so I had it and then I had to send it back to Paris with love. Um, and I just want to talk about a little bit about the brand because a few people like tuned in that episode and mentioned, hey, what about the Baltic? So uh, my lovely wife got me the, the Baltic bronze. Uh, I have a very low number. It's it's in the double digits. And I love it. I love the aesthetic. It's very much in the 1940s vibe, just like Baltic usually uh, sings along with. 23 Skidoo. Absolutely. And um, I really attribute it to, this is the watch that Captain Nemo in uh, Jules Verne's uh, Tale of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, this would be the watch on his wrist, okay? It's a simple three-hand, no date. It's got the the Arabic numerals of 12, 3, and 9 on the dial, um, a beautiful, almost sapphire blue sunburst um, dial, and uh, your standard dive bezel, rated for 200 meters, water resistance, screw down crown, all in a sesame seed bun, as you would say. That's right. Um, like I said, the big thing for me is I wanted a bronze watch because it patinas. And as you've seen since I have had it, it is much more brown than it is uh, that, that copper color. It's turning into a funky cold patina. It is. It is. And it's one of those things where I've taken it up on the mountain. It's been in Lake Watcom. You know, I've, I have, it, it, it serves its purpose as a tool watch. Well, about a month in, I noticed that there was a little bit of an issue. And um, I attribute it to, you know, maybe some QC because uh, quality control. Because um, if you read the forums, Baltic's an independent brand, um, microband, if you will. And, uh, you know, some some enthusiasts on the forums have kind of lit them up a little bit for their quality control issues. Now, I will point out that any company has quality control issues. Uh, you know, even the bigs. Uh, recently in, in Watchville, I, I mean, there's been several new watch annou- announcements. Um, I'm looking at you, Tudor. And some people have had some problems even with the more luxury 5K brand watches. Look, things happen. Accidents happen. It, for me, it comes down to more how does the company respond when those accidents happen. And with me, Baltic responded they punched above their weight. And that's why I wanted to go on the show about this is, you know, here's a company, this watch is a $700 watch. You know, it is not a $7,000 Rolex, but I feel like I, I basically got the, the $7,000 treatment where, you know, they were very apologetic when I, I initiated the issue with the hand in, in the hour hand on my, my watch didn't index exactly on the hour, shot them a picture. They shot me a DHL label. 
I had to do nothing other than put it in a box and bring it down to our Barclay Center of, what is that, pack and ship? Down. Sounds good. Pack, pack mail. Pack mail. Pack mail in Barclay. Not Pac-Man, but no, Pac-Mail. Pac-Mail. Shout out to them in Barclay. Um, literally, there, I, I just emailed them what they emailed me, and they slapped it on my box, and off it went back to Paris. Um, when did you ship it out, though? Yeah. Okay, so that was a bit of a problem on my part. I shipped it out during our Independence Day. Uh, or that week, which it kind of got a little bit held up. I don't blame them on that. And then when it arrived, uh, it was the week of uh, Bastille Day, which is also the French Independence Day. Of so course. A little, uh, the, the three weeks that I was out of it, I, I don't attribute to them. That was just bank holidays. Uh, but no, so um, I didn't hear anything. So I was a little bit concerned. I was like, okay, maybe, man, maybe there's some bigger problems or maybe, you know, it, it's not going to get out because of COVID. So you said, qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah, qu'est-ce que c'est? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was just like, what, what, you know, is, is there a problem? You know, what's up? And, you know, I'm not I'm not somebody who's just, you know, uh, waiting at the door for this to show up. It shows up when it shows up. I've got plenty of watches. It's not a big deal. You're a gracious customer, unlike a lot that I've encountered lately. Yeah, I've, I've heard this uh, Canvas Insider podcast. <laughs> you sh- people should subscribe to it. Anyway. Uh, so, no. So I reached out to them on, it was like, I think it was a Wednesday, Chris. And so, and of course they're eight hours ahead. So I, I didn't expect a response. You know, I got a response too sweet um, and very apologetic once again, of course, with COVID and, and holidays, you know, logic, you know, um, they said that I would have uh, an update by Friday guaranteed. Awesome. That's all, that's all I needed. No big deal. Apparently it must be a French thing. I, I miss something got lost in translation. Uh, uh, on my doorstep on Friday, not even early afternoon, DHL was there with my watch. Just like the Acme company in those Wiley e. Coyote films, huh? I I mean, you do the math, Chris. They practically had to airmail it. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Again, this is not that much. This is not an expensive watch. Um, I Be paying the, attention, watch fam. Yeah. This applies to you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And they they, they and it was a timing slip, so they actually re-regulated the movement. And then the repair slip. And I read... That it uh, so they deemed the movement out of needle, meaning that there was some sort of um, mechanical co- uh, issue with it. They didn't go into great detail. I probably could email and find out what the issue was, but they deemed it uh, more important to do a full movement swap, not a service. So I have a brand new movement on this in a already new watch. They rebalanced the hand so everything indexed. I can tell. I mean, the person who who worked on it made double checked everything. And then they took the opportunity to re-regulate the movement so that it is almost in perfect time. Um, I am basically plus, anywhere from plus one to minus three. For a watch newbie, that's pretty good uh, standards in. Yeah, no, this is, it's phenomenal. I just, I was very impressed. Um, Wearing it, I mean, it wears more of an industrial style watch. I mean, there's very much sharper edges. It is not uh, that natural look that you, natural case look that you get with like some Seikos because of that Japanese flair. But no, I just I was really impressed with what it is. And right now I'm wearing it on. Uh, shout out to Darren over in the UK, a Zulu Alpha strap, the the gray, which is it's a 22 millimeter strap, and these are 20 millimeter lugs, so it looks a little bit uh, awkward. But I love the gray. It doesn't look awkward. Stop it. It looks uh, great. Shout out to him in Zulu Alpha, but like. Dude, it's I, it's basically glued to my wrist. Like I've I've jumped into the lake, done a little bit of free diving with it, been up in the mountains with it. It's it, it is a great three hand watch, and and it's basically the watch of COVID for me. So this patina is brought to you by COVID. All right, and and shout out to Baltic for watches yeah, for their Baltic. outstanding customer support. Yeah, and and their response time. Yeah. So anyway, just just wanted to set at least my record straight. 
Very cool. So uh, along those lines, looks like you got a uh, like a, a watch that's going to stand the test of time. You also, uh, if I heard correctly, got the holy grail of cameras in the Barsay collection. Okay, so you're you've started your purge. I've been purging down to the point where I've again I'm, I've got basically a single cabinet full of photography gear, and I have lusted after a piece of camera for as long as I got my hands on it at a demo once, and it's the Sony RX1 line. Now, if you're not used to Sony, basically this was their, a lot of people call it their kind of skunk works. Um, basically, it was one of the first cameras they made that had um, a full-frame sensor. So it's a big, burly, full-frame, size-of-a-film sensor. And uh, it's matched with a lens that's made by Carl Zeiss that is seen nowhere else. And it's funny because it was also enormously expensive when it launched. Uh, a couple of successors later, they made three of them and the RX-1R Mark II, which has like this gorgeous 42 and a half megapixel sensor, some really skookum technology in it. But it's five years old, Chris. It's never been refreshed. Five-year-old camera, not, not the latest and greatest. And honestly, it's one of the cameras that I honestly don't really recommend to anybody. It's, it's, it's a camera where you got to know the quirks of Sony and also this camera to really want to have it because the battery life sucks. Uh, it does not have the latest and greatest autofocusing system. The lens is a little bit clunky, but gorgeous and sharp. You're begging the question with all of these things you're saying to yeah. the contrary. Yeah. Why is this, AJ Barce, your holy grail, your <laughs> utopian unicorn camera weapon of choice? So bear in mind, like for, for my work, I have an A7 Mark III with uh, two of the, the, the coolest lenses you can get on the line, which is the 3518 and the, the Tamron 28 to 75. Um, and those lenses are great, great for work. They're big, they're horking, they're heavy, and I like going to the mountains, Chris. Uh, the RX-1 is literally the same size as a vintage 1970s Konica C35 pocketable 35mm travel camera. I'll take your word for it. It's it's just, it is remarkable what Sony was doing with this, this camera so early in the game of where we are at in mirrorless. And I equate that camera not to what a lot of people do, which is, oh, it was Sony's attempt at Leica. It really wasn't. It was Sony's attempt to make a Formula One camera. And much like anything in Formula One, it trickles down to the sedans and hatchbacks that we all drive. The ceramic brakes, the disc over drum brakes, uh, EcoBoost engines, hybrid engines and such. And for a five-year-old camera, it stacks toe-to-toe in image quality as my big horking a7 III. And it's just one of those things where I, I like having quality. It's also, I'm in a different situation because I use it for client work. But the thing is, is that having it in hand, like I've been shooting Sony for almost now, almost a decade. Um, shout out to my, my buddy Nick, who proved me wrong over lunch uh, in the great peninsula uh, of Kitsap once, um, where I had my, my uh, 5D Mark II, and he had his NEX7 that introduced me to this whole mirrorless revolution. Proving you wrong doesn't happen that often. Well, it, it, it does. It does. <laughs> only, only on special occasions. It does. It does happen. But no, um, having this camera, it's, it's, it's having a Formula One car. And it's one of those things where it, it's a different, it, it's a little bit different. And it's, it's going to stretch the way that I shoot my photography a little bit more. And it's more akin to film because the batteries are atrocious. They're these uh, small uh, X batteries that are, you, it is this camera, this Formula One camera. Sony deemed it important to make the size so small that they 
put all of this technology, okay, imagine having a Ferrari car, but it is being fueled by a gas tank the size of a Honda Civic, okay? Um, the batteries are the same batteries that are used in some of the action cameras, but it drives this big burly camera. They were all about figuring out what the future of mirrorless could be, not necessarily what it would be. And it's just it, to go along with what we, you and I say in, in our uh, industry, I'll go first. It's one of those things where it's a five-year-old camera. Uh, I got it used, very lightly used from uh, another photog at a, at a screaming price, comparatively speaking. And I'm excited about it. It's, the, I, it's like basically shooting a camera that is more akin to film than it is digital, even though it's big, burly digital. So um, if you're interested in it, it's the RX-1R Mark II. I don't recommend it to anybody, really. I really don't. It is a very quirky camera. Very so. good. Well, it, I, you know, it's it's a very interesting take on it. Yeah. And I'm sure that you'll be uh, having some ways that you could publicize some of the shots that you're going to take on your Instagram at ajbarsay.com or... Yeah, there's that Patreon thing. Patreon, yeah. yes, at ajbarsay, I believe. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that, that's the, the new acquisition. I do want to give a shout out. And I, I think he listens to the show. He's also a friend of the Watch Fam as well. And I mentioned him a while back, and little did he know that the the video that he produced several years ago about this camera against the Fuji uh, X100, which uh, the, there's a new X100 that came out, which is also a fabulous camera and a lot more uh, uh, affordable than this one. Uh, Matthias Berling, who also has the coolest Frenchie on the internet, and I said it first, dang it, gunpowder. The, the coolest Frenchie... French bulldog. French bulldog, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, because, no, Frenchie as in the dog. Cool, because um, I had a yeah, grease yeah, flashback yeah, there yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 you know, no, French... Uh, so, Matthias Berling, if you haven't checked out his stuff, check him out on, on um, YouTube. He, he loves old cameras and stuff. I've mentioned him before, um, and I think he's a friend of the show. I'm pretty sure he listens, but uh, he made this video, and I probably, out of the thousands of views that he has on that video, I probably make up a good thousand. I've probably rewatched that video. <laughs> You're uh, a fan. Well, just because for the last five or so years I've wanted this camera and when he did his video honestly there's not a lot of videos about this camera and he honestly did it the best um, comparing it to what was there on the market at the time so if you uh, if you want to see a showdown between I got a, a link in the show notes and for the love of Pestle Pez Watley drink oh I'm looking forward to next week when I get to do that <laughs> yeah if, you, if you're on the fence about like a fixed lens camera and whether you should go full frame or not uh, Matthias's uh, uh, video on the the showdown between the X1, uh, the uh, RX1R Mark II, and the the uh, X100 is great. So, and he has a really cool French bulldog. Just saying. Okay, I'm done with all of my stuff. Uh, you purged. I did, and you acquired. All right. What's next? Well, it's, well, we must drink to our successes. We have to drink to our successes, but more importantly, where are we going to drink? Because it's that time, folks, for the <laughs> Bellingham B-I-N-G-O. That's right. We showcase a local area restaurant for your next takeout order in this wonderful area that we call home. Yes. AJ, hit it. So that's a bad, that was a good lead in. I like Darn right. Two weeks of, of uh, grokking on that, Friggin'. I see. <laughs> uh, okay, so I ran into a, a little bit of a problem the other night, Chris. What's that? Um, I love sushi. But the good sushi, Kuro Kuro, shout out to them, mm. is really far away from where we live. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, so I started looking for a little bit closer, and right there in Barkley is Little Tokyo. They're on the corner, yeah. right near a hop, skip, and a jump from Barkley Hagen. And um, so we went down and we got some uh, sushi from them, and they're great. Oh, yeah. You can't take a little extra time to get your stuff. It's often worth it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I had the, if you love the salmon roll, like if you like salmon, like the smoked salmon rolls, 
theirs hands down is like loaded to the gills. It's the Venn diagram of Northwest cuisine oh. because not only do you have seafood around this area and the Asian uh, sushi cuisine. If you have friends visiting from out of town, if we're ever going to have friends coming in yeah. to visit from out of town, this would be a great place to go. It's on 2915 New Market Street, number 101 for those of you playing on your Maps app right now. Oh man, Chris did his research. I did not. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, actually I, did, I checked out Little Tokyo because I wanted, you know, I, I enjoy their food, but it turns out that they recently celebrated five years of, of management owning it. They purchased it in 2015, I believe, from another company, oh, or cool. uh, other owners I should say. And uh, oh by the way, if you don't want to uh, do what AJ did and drive to the place, Viking Food here in Bellingham has your hookup. They deliver from Little Tokyo. Yep. Shout out to them as well. And and as for me, uh, you know, we, my wife and I thoroughly enjoy the Bellingham uh, cuisine takeout experience. However, when we went to Blaine, one thing, da 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 food that caught my eye. Yum! Um, <laughs> wow, that was a shout from the past. Uh, on Peace Portal Way... Actually, 685 Peace Portal Drive, if you're on your Maps app, there's a place called the Drayton Harbor Oysters oh, yeah. restaurant. They've got outdoor seating. They're in a 100-plus-year-old building. It's really cool. Renovated for modern specs. Smack dab on the Blaine waterfront. If, if For those of you who have enjoyed Bellingham restaurant life, think of Keenan's at the Pier yeah. with that million-dollar view. Think of Latitude 49 out on the water with the view of uh, awesome. That's what you would be experiencing with the Drayton Harbor D, uh, uh, DHO, if you will. Uh, got a link to it in the show notes. And for the love of another 80s pro wrestler, Drake. Get them all out now. I'm of. taking it over next week, buddy. <laughs> um, but just one thing to keep in mind, watch out for Rogers Wireless. Those crafty Canadian uh, cellular networks, they may creep into your phone when you're up there visiting the Blaine Harbor. The border is closed, but not to the airwaves. No, they, they, they creep through and they don't need one of those passports. Anyway, let's talk about some quality assurance. So uh, these picks, of course, are... Uh, Selected for you by AJ Barce and Chris Powell for your quality assurance. I still like that entrance. I'm yeah, it's, it's it's really professional. Pretty solid, pretty solid. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead off on with this one? You've got a, a, a great YouTube channel. Uh, a new channel that I happened to discover recently that I actually click subscribe to is called the B1M channel. It's great. Uh, their mission is to, quote, fundamentally change the perception of construction on planet Earth, attracting more people to this incredible industry, hyperbole, tongue firmly planted in cheek. Uh, these are really high quality, uh, outstanding videos of construction around the world. But the hyperbole of construction, like the mega yeah. of construction. Like, for example, uh, one of the one of the reference videos, should you want to check it out, a $15 billion island that will make or break Sri Lanka. Hi, Sri Lanka. Hey, haven't Sri forgotten, Lanka. Haven't forgotten about you. Anyway, they, uh, sh the country of Sri Lanka has invested $15 billion on manufacturing a city out on the water. Yeah. I guess to, you know, I don't know, go after Dubai or to increase... You know, they're going after the tourism and the economic gamble for that. And boy, it looks pretty futuristic. Rad. Yeah. Another one, uh, another title, Growing Up, How Vertical Farming Works. That one's a good one. Never heard of vertical farming. Really? Oh, nope. yeah. My, my wife uh, introduced me to that. Dude, I just go through drive throughs of fast food restaurants all the time. What do I know about <laughs> vertical farming? And, and also one that I really enjoyed, the world's greatest stadium upgrades that no one's actually attending right now. Right. But when we get back into meeting in large events, events, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, there's billions of dollars being invested in some of these megaplexes. And uh, 
it's it's really an interesting look. Wonderful narration. Wonderful uh, videography. Uh, check out the B1M YouTube channel. Yeah, they do some really skookum stuff. What about you, AJ? Um, so for me, I've got I've got two really quick. Um, one is I think I've I've mentioned this show before. Uh, it's a podcast by Nat Geo. Um, it's called the Overheard Podcast for, uh, by Na- National Geographic, and it, they just started up their, I think, third season. And what it is is that they bring in stories around the stories that go into National Geographic. It's kind of like the guy behind the guy. Kind of. So it's just like you know they've got the the main article story stuff, but it's also the stuff that they hear as those articles are being put together. So they'll bring in like their photographers or correspondents or. It's it's the side stories. It's the stuff that's overheard around National Geographic while they're doing their stuff. It's a really cool series. Very cool. And they just spun up their their new season. I haven't really listened to any of them yet, but I'm it's excited. worth your ear attention. And then this is for my little one. So of course, with YouTube being YouTube and and um, you know being a parent with a little one and COVID, you don't want to sit your little one in front of the the TV as much as we all are. And if you do, you want it to be somewhat educational. My son noticed uh, this this really cool, you know how YouTube has a little thumbnail, of a water slide going into what looked like a fort. And so my son's like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. That, and I didn't understand, up, over, over, that. Okay, so I, I play it. I, I figured this was going to last about two seconds. He was enthralled for an hour. We watched Mr. Hiang's update. Hello, Mr. Hiang. Mr. Hiang, and I, I'm not I'm not sure where he is. Maybe Thailand. I think he's. I, I think as I was watching the video, just a little bit of it, I happened to notice uh, a, 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 a native of Thailand living in the United States. Yeah. Working very hard. Yeah. With 2.0 x million subscribers to his YouTube channel. Yeah. So he he goes out. And with a, I'll, I'll say a primitive-like tool where it's basically like the spade, but it's it's not like a, a shovel. And uh, my son calls him hardworking man because he doesn't remember he ain't. Of course. Um, and hardworking man goes out in a flat piece of ground and then just starts chiseling, whacking the ground <laughs> furiously with the spade to carve and create these underground gorgeous... Uh, Forts. I don't know what else to call them, Chris, um, where there's like alcoves where you can sleep and then using all these different complex mud and rock to make water slides huh. all by hand. Wow. It's it's pretty remarkable to watch. And, and how long are the videos? About? Uh, they're, they're all time lapsed and stuff or sped up and stuff. So like they range from like 10 to 12 minutes, but you watch him across several days building these underground forts if anybody else has a better way of uh calling them go ahead and at me but like they're the coolest underground forts i've ever seen excellent and my tot thinks they're great a great way to spend some time and watching some creatives yeah we we talk about like what he's doing he's building and oh what's that that's an archway or oh what's that that's a staircase oh wow that's hard yes it is i would not want to do that of of course not here's here's the question i have for mr hiang does he build forks forks no because if he were, he'd have to. We'd have to buy one to stick a fork in this episode. Oh wow! I walked into that one. Yes, wah, you wah, did. Wah. <laughs> that wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us and smiling at us, rating us, reviewing us wherever you like to get our podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham or Blaine area, you might be listening to us on KMRE one hundred two point three FM. They're community powered in Bellingham. Probably not enough strength to get to Blaine or around the county, but they are available around the county and worldwide at kmre.org on your web browser. Dial. Exactly. It's good to be back on the mic with you, Chris. 
Uh, from that city by the Salish Sea, I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us here on the Bellingham Podcast. Seriously, watching Mr. Yang makes me hurt. It's inspiration. It is. It is. It's cool. <laughs>